Welcome to Inclusion and Marketing, the show that's all about giving you the skills and insights you need to win the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those with differences that are often ignored by brands. I'm your host, Sonia Thompson, a marketer and a person with a lot of differences. Let's get to it. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. Growing up, my parents played music from The Temptations a lot. Their music was so ingrained that it became my music, so much so that we did a choreographed family dance to a Temptations classic at my U.S. wedding. Since having Luna, I've been thinking a lot more about culture and values. In particular, I think about the kind of culture we want to create in our home. That includes the tone we set, the kind of music we play, the foods we eat, the languages we speak, how we spend time together and engage with one another. Woven through that culture we create are the values we instill in her. The kind that will reinforce not only the way we do things within our home and in our family, but also the kind that influence how she shows up in the world. Those values can be as simple and fundamental as treating others with love and kindness and being present with them. And our culture can include fun things such as the music we play when we're together that will eventually form the soundtrack of her childhood. Jonathan is partial to hard rock, and I much prefer Bruno, Beyonce, and Motown. The culture and values we create and nurture will have a lasting impact on Luna for sure. The culture you create and the values you establish and live within your company will impact both your teams and your customers too. It determines what you prioritize, how you show up, and how you engage and interact with others, including those who are different. That's why famed author Stephen Covey noted that mission statement work is the single most important work because the decisions made there affect all other decisions. So whether it be through a mission statement, vision statement, value statement, or a listing of your core values or credo, you should have a core document you can use to codify your chosen values and culture for your team. If you want to build an inclusive brand, you have to build an inclusive culture. An inclusive culture is brought to life through your lived values. Without deeply rooted values and a strong culture, Anything you do from an inclusivity standpoint will be short-lived, unlike my love for the temps. 
It's important to note that your customers want to know your values too. Consumers are increasingly starting to engage in what I like to call credit card activism. They are getting intentional about supporting the brands that align with their values and not spending with those that don't align with their beliefs. One study showed that 71% of consumers prefer buying from brands that align with their values. Your customers can't know what your values are if you don't let them know. Smart brands share their values proactively. So I'm a big fan of Chipotle. And uh, a while back when I went to go place an order for Chipotle online, I was immediately met with the option to learn more about their values whenever I landed on their website. Brands also showcase their values by posts they make on social media and by weaving it into their content. Rachel Rogers is the CEO of Hello7, a brand that's focused on helping women become millionaires. I used to listen to her podcast. I don't think that they're actually recording any new episodes. But after just listening to a few of the shows, I learned that one of her company values was equity. I heard her talk about how the value comes to life with how she engages with, supports, and compensates her team. The idea is to be proactive about sharing your values. Not only does it help your team and your customers identify if those values are something they connect with, but it also gives your reactive messaging more weight in times of crisis or in response to an event happening in society and culture. If you make a decision, take an action, or issue a statement or communication in response to an event, it makes it easier for people to get on board with it if it is something they already know is a part of the way you operate. For instance, ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's is very steeped in their fight for social justice issues. So anytime something pops up in the news, they make a statement about it, and it doesn't feel like a big departure from who they are or what they're about because we're used to Ben & Jerry's making statements in this regard because it's something that they talk about on a regular basis and because it's something that they've declared is a part of their values and one of their key focus areas is standing up for social justice. Now, there are dangers of not choosing your culture and your values. That's because the behaviors that emerge from the team and people who are associated with your brand may not be the ones that you like. Now, Luna is quickly approaching being two years old. And over the past couple of months, I've noticed that she throws some temper tantrums when she doesn't get her way. Google tells me that this is normal and a sign that she is a strong-willed child and that trait will serve her well later in life. I sure hope so. (laughs) But as of right now, the tantrums are behaviors I don't want to become her norm. I don't want her to grow accustomed to pitching a fit in that manner whenever she doesn't get her way. So to change the behavior, we are working on redirecting the behavior by instilling the value we want her to uphold and continuing to reinforce them over time. We know she's still a baby, a toddler, and we take that into account, of course, as we interact with her. But we know if we don't start working on those values and the associated acceptable behaviors now, it will be a lot harder to make those changes once she's older. 
When you don't choose your values and your culture for your business or your team, behaviors start to show up that you may not be a fan of. Behavior change is hard enough, even whenever people want to do it. That's why establishing this is the way we do things here from the very beginning will give you the smoothest path to making your values and your culture what you want them to be. All right, I want to make a case for baking diversity, inclusion, and belonging somehow into your brand values. It puts it front and center for you, and it acts as your North Star for decision-making. Last year, Dr. Seuss Enterprises recently announced that they would cease publication and licensing of six books in their catalog— In a statement, the brand noted that they had made the decision earlier after a review of their catalog with experts, and they felt that, here's a quote that they said, these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. That announcement added to the list of brands that have been making changes to their brands and offerings of late in the name of being more inclusive. Hasbro announced a rebrand of their classic Mr. Potato Head to be just Potato Head, a nod to gender equality and reframing of the traditional family. And back in 2020, Quaker announced that they would rename their Aunt Jemima brand due to the ugly origin story rooted in racism. Last year, they revealed that the new name is the Pearl Milling Company. And also in 2020, Mars decided to change the name of their Uncle Ben's brand and imagery. The new name, Ben's Original, is an attempt at shedding the racial stereotyping that was associated with the previous name and imagery. All these changes underscore the reality that inclusive marketing is the future of marketing. Smart brands are making updates the way they show up in an effort to embrace the future rather than fight it. Let's go back to Dr. Seuss. In their statement about pulling those titles, the brand noted key criteria that influenced their decision to pull the books. Here's that statement. Dr. Seuss Enterprises celebrates reading and also our mission of supporting all children and families with messages of hope, inspiration, inclusion, and friendship. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Or could it be Don? Or John? Or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all-new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, for the first time ever, with an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs in a full 360 view of every customer so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Inclusion is a part of their core values. And when evaluating the content of the books, they were able to lean into that value as a means to evaluate whether the content measured up to their standard. Of course, values can change and evolve over time. They do for people and they can for brands and for teams. 
If it isn't there already, consider adding diversity, inclusion, and or belonging into your brand values in some way. It will give it sufficient prominence to its importance throughout your organization. As a result, it will signal that inclusive is how we do things rather than a tag on a project or an initiative that seems more like a one-off or an afterthought in your marketing and in your leadership efforts. Now, here's one thing to note for my brand, belonging is one of my seven core values. I don't have diversity and inclusion because I feel like from where I sit, belonging is a more encompassing thing. Of course, my focus being inclusive marketing, inclusivity needs to be a part of what I do, but I feel like belonging is going to be the value specifically that will help me live out how I want people to feel and I want people to feel included. So that's how I've addressed it within my own business. Here's another point that you need to remember. Smart brands go to extreme lengths to protect their values and their culture. In 2018, Netflix let go of its communications chief for his descriptive use of the N-word on at least two occasions at work, according to an internal memo sent by CEO Reed Hastings. The former employee had been with the company for more than six years. Also around that time, ABC canceled their hit reboot of the show Roseanne after Roseanne Barr made a racist joke on Twitter about former presidential advisor Valerie Jarrett. And also a few years ago, investors asked Uber's co-founder and CEO Travis Kalanick to step down after a series of scandals and reports of a toxic company culture. Your company culture, no matter what your size, has a major impact on the health of your company. Business is about belonging. And when your company culture is toxic, unhealthy, or just willy-nilly, it'll be difficult for your team to do their best work individually, to operate as a high-performing team, or to consistently deliver remarkable experiences to your customers. The forceful actions that Netflix, Disney, which is ABC's parent company, and eventually Uber took to sever relationships with key people within their companies demonstrate not only that company culture is important enough to be prioritized and protected, but that it's also heavily influenced by people in top positions. Sam Murray is the managing director at One Digital, an employee benefits company. She's spent years counseling, coaching, and training executives, particularly after they have behaved badly. She told me what she's observed about how leadership behavior impacts company culture. Here's what she said. If you don't deal with the core beliefs of the people at the top, it's going to trickle down. These companies had policies, they trained people, but the people at the top are the ones that are the most guilty of that behavior and people see that. Employees recognize inauthentic behavior and so then pretty soon nobody's behaving correctly even though the policy is written. Everyone signs their documents that they are trained, but once you allow it at the highest level, it eventually becomes a virus in the company. To build and nurture a company culture that is healthy and serves as a source of competitive advantage for you, which it absolutely can be, make sure you and other leaders within your organization lead by example. I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record here. 
First up, declare your vision, mission, and values. So the memo that Reed Hastings sent at Netflix that explained why he fired the communications chief back in 2018 was because his behavior, and this is what he wrote in the memo, showed unacceptably low racial awareness and sensitivity and is not in line with our values as a company. To get your team to embody the values of your company, be deliberate about declaring those values and making sure everyone on your team knows what they are and what they look like in practice. Document your values, communicate them to everyone on the team and often, and then consistently celebrate team members who embody those values so all are aware of what good looks like. Number two, seize teachable moments. We are all human. As such, there will be plenty of times when we make mistakes, but with the right mindset, mistakes are really just opportunities for us to learn. And as a leader, those learnings should translate into teachable moments that help everyone in your company grow. Let's go back to that Reed Hastings memo over at Netflix, where he admitted that he missed a teachable moment after the communication chief's first use of the N-word, because he said it several times. As I reflect on this, at the first incident, to use it as a learning moment for everyone at Netflix about how painful and ugly that word is and that it should not be used. I realize that my privilege has made me intellectualize or otherwise minimize race issues like this. I need to set a better example by learning and listening more so I can be the leader we need. And the third thing that you can do is don't tolerate behavior that violates your values. Once your team is clear on your values and you've corrected behavior that isn't aligned with those values, you've got to take action to preserve them. As in the case of the companies that I've previously mentioned, that may mean separating people from the company. Early on in my corporate career, a senior leader apologized to me after a company leader in another division had made racially insensitive comments. Nothing happened to the offender. And because no action was taken, I didn't feel like I belonged at the company. I was in a much more junior position than the person who'd made the inappropriate comments and remember feeling like the company wasn't really serious about stamping out bad behavior if it came from someone with an important enough role. Eventually, I left the company. Work to create a safe space within your company so everyone on the team feels valued and like they belong. That may mean having difficult conversations or making tough decisions, but protecting and nurturing a thriving culture is worth it. So a while back, I had a chat with a client who mentioned that relentless self-improvement was one of the core values at her company. And that's why we were chatting. Her team was eager to learn more about inclusive marketing so they could do it better in their everyday. So their value of self-improvement drove their behavior to continuously seek ways to be better. By incorporating inclusion into your values, you'll instill behaviors that enable you to continuously seek ways to be inclusive. The best time to make inclusion a part of your values and culture was when you first started your business or leading your team. The next best time is today. Go for it. 
That's it for this episode. If you'd like more help working on the values for your brand and figuring out how you can connect diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging into your values, and then figuring out how to start living those values and how you show up every day, that is something that we cover in Inclusive Brand Academy. That is my group coaching program, and it is in the process of getting a complete overhaul to be new and improved and better better than ever in helping you build a brand that wins the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those that most brands tend to ignore. If you'd like more details about Inclusive Brand Academy, whenever it opens up, it'll be available this spring, please do head on over to inclusivebrand.co to get on the notification list. That way you will be the very first to know whenever there are some more details and there'll also be some extra extra goodies for you for being on that list. And if you like this episode, I would so, so, so much appreciate it if you would share it with a friend and even rate and review it in your podcast app of choice. That'll help get the word out so others can get going, delivering inclusive experiences and so that more people can start feeling like they belong with the brands that they engage with. Until next time, remember, Everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to make sure more people feel like they do. Somebody's waiting on you. Thanks for listening.